You are listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached at Central United Methodist Church in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to worship with us in person on Saturdays at 4.30 p.m. or virtually through Zoom or Facebook on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit us at www.cumcballston.org. There you can learn more about our congregation and how we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Scripture reading today comes from the prophet Jeremiah. It's Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 to 34, and I'll be reading from the Common English Bible. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. It won't be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant with me, even though I was their husband, declares the Lord. No, this is the covenant that I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my instructions within them and engrave them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. They will no longer need to teach each other to say, know the Lord, because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, I will forgive their wrongdoing and never again remember their sins. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Thank you, Pastor John, for reading our scripture this morning. In September, we launched a year-long journey through scripture. And throughout the fall, we heard the promises that God made to our ancestors in faith. Abraham, Moses, and Noah, the promises that God made and remained faithful to always, and yet the promises that God's people did not keep as faithfully. Our scripture this morning from the prophet Jeremiah speaks of a future time when God will make a new covenant, but to quote Jeremiah, it won't be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt. So he's reminding us of the covenant he made with Moses as part of the Exodus journey to quote, they broke that covenant with me. No, this covenant that I will make, I will put my instructions within them and engrave them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. So we're remembering along that Exodus journey that Moses received the commandments from God. They were literally written in stone, as we're told, put put on tablets, and the tablet was put into an ark, and the Ark of the Covenant was where God was believed to reside. That was the law, and that was the way that God's people remained faithful to the covenant by keeping the law. But God is promising now In the future, there will be a new covenant, and the law won't need to be written on tablets anymore. It will be written on the hearts of God's people. So the old covenants, they were all attempts for humans to follow God's law that was written on a stone tablet or many tablets. Eventually, we know that the Ten Commandments then grew into over 600 laws that the people of God tried to keep faithfully. But God is saying here through the prophet Jeremiah that in the future, this new covenant will be engraved upon the hearts of God's people. 
As Christians, when we look at the New Testament, we see Jesus Christ tell us that he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. He came to embody the law in its fullness. Jesus is the new covenant of which Jeremiah spoke. The promises of God made real, tangible, physical. The promises of God made so that we don't have to simply tell one another stories about God, but so that humans could experience God directly. Those first disciples could converse with Jesus Christ and know God as a friend, as a brother, as a teacher. And we who live now tell stories about this person of Jesus Christ so that we can come to know the living Christ, the one who is still among us and alive, though he is not in a body in the same way that he was with those first disciples. In a few moments, when we share communion together, it will be an opportunity for us to experience again the presence of Christ with us. We will be reminded of the covenant that Jesus made at that Last Supper. This was the final covenant through Christ, so that we could experience Christ directly, even though we live thousands of years after Jesus was born. What God offers us through this covenant is not simply a new series of laws, but a loving relationship. It's not a business contract set up between God and humanity for the provision of certain goods and services. Rather, this covenant is a means of grace by which we accept the relationship that God offers, and then we seek to sustain that relationship. At the beginning of this new year, we're going to take some time to renew our covenant with God through the prayer service that John Wesley created in 1755. The liturgy that we will share together in a few minutes will allow us to hear what God promises and to recommit ourselves to this relationship with God. At the heart of the Wesley Covenant service is the following prayer, quote, I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Place me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you or set aside for you. Praised for you or criticized for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and fully surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, a wonderful and holy God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it also be made in heaven. Amen. This covenant prayer can be a challenging one to pray and to embrace it fully. It can make us feel uncomfortable with the words that it offers. It asks questions of our faith, and it demands that we examine our relationship with God. Now, the covenant prayer has been compared by some to a set of New Year resolutions, the ones that emphasize the importance of doing and being as much as believing. 
I want to be clear that if you choose to participate in the covenant prayer in a few moments when we all pray together, this is not simply resolving to be a better person or a better disciple. Nothing we can do can cause God to love us any more than we are already loved right now. This prayer represents a commitment to being a disciple and putting God's life first, but that doesn't make us any more worthy of God's love. Instead, it is a reminder to us how much we are loved, and that love motivates us to want to trust God even more. And that trust allows us to surrender to God even more. I hope that you'll join in this prayer, not as a resolution to finally be the perfect disciple you've always wanted to be. This is not a New Year's resolution. Instead, I think it's a little bit of like what I experienced on my last wedding anniversary. Greg and I watched the wedding video that we had recorded of our service, and it was the first time that we'd watched this in a decade of marriage. And hearing the vows that we said to one another a decade ago renewed my commitment to those words. It helped me celebrate the incredible gift of being in a relationship with my spouse. I know that I've had the pleasure of leading a vow renewal services for a few of you in this church, one for their 25th, another for their 50th anniversary. And in those moments of remembering or recommitting our vows, we aren't pledging to finally be the spouse we've always wanted to be. We are simply celebrating the relationship and renewing our commitment to it and allowing the love that fills our hearts to spill over. The final words from Wesley's covenant prayer are a reminder that it's not about our determination to be a good Christian, but it is about our commitment to being in a relationship with God. Quote, you are mine and I am yours. By recommitting ourselves to our relationship with God today, we don't just pray and live under the power of our own determination and personal strength and discipline, but we once again rely upon God's gift of grace and love that abides in us. Thanks be to God for this gift. And thanks be to God for the continuing relationship that God offers us. May we all know and experience this grace and love anew this day. Amen.